Congratulations, you've made it to the See It To Be It podcast, formerly On The Spot, where we sit down with some of the most inspiring female leaders and role models. And today we're proud to feature Marla Isaacson. It's an inspiring conversation today and every Thursday. So be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode of See It To Be It, available every Thursday on your favorite podcast streaming services. Welcome everyone to the See It To Be It podcast. I am your host, Melinda Garvey, founder of On The Dot, whose mission is to bring you incredible, relatable role models every week. And this week is no exception. We have a wonderful female role model here for us today. Her name is Marla Isaacson, and she is the founder of the Asa Podcast Network. So Marla, welcome. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited to be here with another podcaster because I'm sort of an accidental podcaster, which I I suppose most people are, you know, you sort of backed into this. So I'm really excited to actually get your insight into this whole new world for me. Sure. You know, before I kind of get into it, I always like to take you way back. I want you to think about what your big dream was when you were growing up. And what did you think you were going to be? I wanted to be an astronaut. Oh, you know what? This is the second person who's told me they wanted to be an astronaut. I've never heard that before, but literally second person this week. It's as random as me saying to you, I wanted to be a princess. (laughs) I just thought astronauts were very cool people. So that's what I wanted to be. It's interesting because, I mean, when you look back at that, gosh, were there even any female astronauts or you didn't really hear about them? I mean, certainly, you know, about the same age growing up, I mean, you know, you didn't see any. The astronauts were all male. So, you know, talk to me a little bit about that and, you know, why you thought as a little girl that you actually could be an astronaut. So that's so interesting. I never thought about it that way. So thanks for bringing it up. I just, at that age, didn't realize or didn't think that anything could get in my way of what I wanted to do. So I didn't know from glass ceilings or that was not relevant. In my mind, if I wanted to do something, why couldn't I do something? I just didn't see any limitations, which is great and kind of wish that, you know, continued with me throughout my life, but that's the way I started. Well, very interesting. And so tell us a little bit then just about that trajectory. So clearly you did not become an astronaut. No. (laughs) So when did that kind of switch? And tell us a little bit about your career trajectory. Oh, you know, it's so interesting. It was so random in so many ways. So after graduating college, I needed a job and I got a job. I was part of a retail management training program which was great and horrible because every penny I made went back to the store, which meant I had nothing left. So that was not sustainable. And I was able to parlay my experience and got a great job at Citibank. Again, because my approach was very sales oriented, working in the retail store, even though I was a manager, that was part of what I had to do. So I got brought into the banking world, a Citibank, when they were starting to work with customers in a very different way to make it more, not sell, 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 but more asking consumer needs. So that's how I got started. And then things evolved. I worked in the branch for a while. Then I realized, wow, oh, 
people are doing marketing. What's this marketing thing? I kind of like it. And then I was able to do marketing, did that for quite a while at Citibank. And working at the bank became much more aware of competition and other opportunities. And that's when I decided I wanted to work for American Express because I thought it was a cool company. So it flowed. And I worked in Amex for 12 years. And again, it's about creating like mosaics and putting the mosaics of my life together in terms of my experience. So by the time I, you know, left Amex, I had collected a really interesting array of skills. And at that point, the internet was like huge and sizzling and decided to work for a startup and then worked for Barnes & Noble as a chief marketing officer. That spanned quite a number of years, but I kind of really felt every step I made, well, what did I learn from the last job? Okay, now how do I apply it to this new position? I can't say to you that, oh, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Absolutely not. I had no idea until I realized, well, why don't I do that? That's kind of cool. I have something to say, and I don't think I can say it working for a company. Very interesting. So let's talk a little bit about podcasting and how you got into it and why you think it's taken off and become so popular as of late. So it's really funny. So I built a company. It used to be called Like a Boss Girls, not Girl Boss, but Like a Boss Girls. Big platform, you know, website, social media followings, 1.2 million followers on our social media channels. Everything was really going well. And my team told me about a year and a half ago, you are absolutely must start a podcast. And I'm like, what? <laughs> well, like, wh- wh- why? Why do I need to do this? So they like literally made me do it. And I started my podcast a year and a half ago. And after the first few recordings, I just caught the bug, just realized, wow, this is so much fun. And I'm sort of a nosy person to begin with. And I have permission to ask questions, which I really love. (laughs) Plus, it's given me an opportunity to meet women that I would not normally meet. So that's how I got into podcasting, because honestly, it was meant to be an amplification tool of my business. Yeah, very, very interesting. And so tell us a little bit about the core part of your business and, you know, kind of the Mm -hmm. behind the name of your business and why you changed it. So after working with the podcast and recording for a while, I got very interested in the industry. Now, again, working at Amex and Citibank, I'm a bit of a research nerd. So I went online, did some research and said, wow, okay, this is a really interesting space. And, you know, read as much research as I could, talked to podcasters and realized, you know, there's an opportunity here. I don't think women are achieving the same type of success as their male counterparts in podcasting. And based on everything that I've been working on, and I hate to use the word empowerment, but okay, let's use the word empowerment. I really felt that podcasting would be such an amazing tool to help women raise their voice and achieve the same set of skills and the same success as male podcasters. So again, we did our research, came up with a prototype and realized what's the best way that I can help women, women podcasters, I can help them make money. So we then me, my team created ASA. And ASA has a lot of different components, but the core component is ASA is a matching platform. So similar to when you go online to book a flight, you put in your criteria and then up pops the flights that meet your criteria. Well, ASA is a matching platform. So an advertiser, once they sign on, 
has access to the platform. They put their criteria in and up pops the podcasters that meet his or her criteria. So it's a way for me to connect podcasters and advertisers. And my focus is small to mid-sized podcasters. It's interesting because a lot of the women we talk to, they are starting with using podcasting as an amplification tool, which means they have very successful businesses. They're just getting into podcasting a little late. So I figured, well, heck, you know, I'll give advertisers sort of, you know, an edge to get in with these podcasters that have amazing communities, but they just don't necessarily have the huge numbers that some of the other podcasts have. Yeah. So Asa was created. We went into beta about the summer of 2018 and launched the actual platform, let's see, first quarter 2019. And in addition to the platform, we also realized, and again, this is based on all the work I've done, is that we really wanted to do something for the podcasters. So in addition to trying to help them make money, we're also building a community and offering various features and benefits to really help them grow their numbers, grow their show. In fact, next week, we're launching a free e-course for our podcast members called Grow Your Show. <laughs> the better their numbers, the better chance I have to actually sell in their podcast to advertisers. With that in mind, let's see, in June, I decided I can't really handle all these brands. So I took the content platform that used to be called Like a Boss Girls, and that became Asa as well. So we're completely Asa. So Asa now consists of the content site, our social media platforms, the matching site, as well as our five private Facebook group for our podcast members. Wow. Why an empire? That's amazing. And such a, you know, a new environment. I think it's really great because I, you know, you're starting out. I do think it is hard to know what those numbers should be and what should be growing that and, and what kind of following should you have? You know, I mean, obviously, you know, having an engaged following is, is mm -hmm. as important as the numbers and Maybe I'll have to jump on that e-course and check it out. <laughs> oh, anytime. Yeah, we're really excited about it. And the cool thing is that the modules are created by various community members who have particular subject expertise. So it's not like a slick e-course. This is a community-oriented e-course. So, And I think it worked out really well. I'm really proud of it. Right. Now, that's awesome. That's great. You sort of referenced something earlier when you talked about, you know, wanting to be an astronaut when you were mm -hmm. younger, you know, just believing you could do anything you wanted to do. Why couldn't you? Right. But that unfortunately, I think that eventually that confidence gap grew and, you know, that, that's a challenge for all of us. So in today's business climate, what are some things you do to keep your confidence high and continue innovating and believing that you can? It's very interesting. I think it was this summer I went to a very large podcast conference that's when we were really at the beginning building the network. And I essentially realized that a lot of this is mindset. Mm -hmm. And so I started to say, ASA will be the largest women's podcast network, period. The largest and most professional. When you say that a lot, it really helps to change your mindset. And it was really sounding great as I was networking at the conference. And when you say it enough times, I kind of started to believe it and realized that I do have the capability and an amazing team of people working with me that we actually can achieve those objectives. I mean, nothing's easy, but I think the goal is very attainable. And the one thing I have learned from my corporate life, which I really value a lot, 
it has a lot to do with quality and excellence and really serving the customer the way they should be served. So those are my goals to really serve both our podcasters and our advertisers, as well as our readers of our content site and really serve up the best quality opportunities, information that we possibly can. That's important to me. And you know what? The other thing is I just remember, what was it, Apollo 13 movie, right? Failure is not an option. Right. So when I walk around and think about ASA, I just basically say to myself, now failure is not an option. You know you can do it. You have the team of people to do it. Just do it. Thank you, Nike. And interesting, your quote is from a movie about astronauts. I'm just saying, you know, there's definitely a theme here. (laughs) Do you know how ridiculous I am? I kind of never picked up on that. (laughs) Uh, You know. Maybe you'll be one of the the first female tourists in space, right? (laughs) I don't know. Go that way, right? Oh. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for making me recognize that a connection that I never made before. So I I don't know. I appreciate that. (laughs) There there you go. So let's talk a little bit about your corporate Mm -hmm. background and experience. You know, it sounds like you had a great career, you know, moving up through the ranks, you obviously had some high positions. So what was that impetus for you to make the leap into entrepreneurship? And particularly, you know, when you left, your pivot was to really create something to help and support women. I just sort of want to talk to you about, you know, what happened in in corporate America that made you want to do that? Well, a couple of things. It was more of a personal decision. I was just getting very tired. These were very big jobs, all consuming. I learned a lot. Don't regret any of them. But my kids also started to get older and I realized I am just not really living the life I want to live right now. There was no balance. I mean, I don't know if you ever have perfect balance, but there was like (laughs) zero balance. And the other thing I realized, and one of key responsibility at my jobs at American Express was really focusing on the customer, customer segmentation. So I kind of think about life that way in terms of what customers do I want to serve? Who do I want to serve? And realized my daughter was a teenager. And I realized, you know what? There's a real opportunity to help young women achieve those things that maybe people of my generation have not been able to achieve. You know, again, I guess when I was 10, I didn't see the limitations, but as I got older and went to corporate opportunities, you know, there are limitations. And I also believe that I think having a corporate experience is really helpful, but the ability to create something on your own to me has been sensational. And I wanted to make sure that I was able to help young women pursue the life they want to live, be it, you know, being successful in a corporation, but also having the guts to start something, especially with, you know, young people now, gig economy, they're like incredibly talented and have so many skills that are so applicable to this entrepreneurial startup world. Absolutely. And you mentioned earlier also, you know, about male podcasters Mm -hmm. not only seem to be more prolific in podcasting, but more successful. So why do you think that there are more male podcasters? And and then I would love to know, do you know if in terms of the listener base, are there more men listening to podcasts than women? I just always hear women talking about podcasts, Mm -hmm. but not really men. So I just love your input on that. Sure. So in terms of male podcasters, 
a lot of the earlier podcasts were very sports oriented, sports and news, things like that. There was more broad appeal. That's number one. I don't know if this is accurate or not, but based on my observation is that men got into podcasting, a lot of them, because that was their job and they wanted to be successful. So they wanted to grow their numbers. They wanted to start to make money. And I think the difference is as women start to get into podcasts, it's a mixed bag. Some want to, you know, crack the code and be like awesome, huge podcasters. But others, like when I started my podcast, want to use it as an amplification tool to reach more people. I think it's the approach that people take. So that's my sense of it. And in terms of listeners, there's great research done by Edison Research. It's incredible. So for anyone listening, if you just Google Edison Research, they do amazing research about podcasting. There are slightly more men listening to podcasts that's starting to change. Um, And I think that's starting to change because women are getting in there and creating podcasts on every possible topic you can imagine. It's incredible. I can't even believe half the stuff I say. I'm like, (laughs) wow, that's a cool idea. I never would have thought of that. Right. You know, at at its very base level, I think that just women owning their voice and having the guts to stand up and, and to talk about something and to put themselves out there. You know, I think that is one stepping stone just on this path to equality, you know, it is that self-confidence because you got to have some self-confidence to be able to do a podcast and right. put yourself out. You know, it's, it's a great way to do that. So I think there are a lot of podcasters who begin to develop their confidence. They then take the confidence and get speaking gigs and it enables them to broaden their horizon. So I, I think that's a great point that you made. I agree with you. So what are some of your top tips for female podcasters? Can you give us some little inside baseball? You know, how do they get into the top rankings and what does that look like? So I think it's a couple of things. You know, the first thing is really pretty basic, but it's create great content. So it's about finding a topic that you're really passionate about and doing the work, doing the research, finding the right guests. I think you have to strive for excellence because let's face it, we all listen to podcasts. And if you're listening to someone who the content's not that interesting, you're not going to go back and listen to them again. So I think content quality is critically important. I think that's number one. I think consistency is very important. If you're going to do a weekly podcast, do a weekly podcast. Now it's okay to take a hiatus, but just tell people what you're doing because what you want to do is have your listeners develop the habit of looking for your podcast. So I think consistency is very important. I think also quality of guests is important. Again, part of, you know, having a really interesting conversation. I think also it's owning your voice and realizing that you've started a podcast, you've done your research, you have interesting guests, or you, you know, use other formats that you think work well. You've become a subject matter expert. So you got to own it. Like we all can learn and grow. And that's what's so cool about podcasting because things change all the time. But good quality content, consistency, owning your voice, realizing that you actually know what you're talking about is so important. Those are great tips. Thank you. And you know, before we close up, tell us a little bit specifically about your podcast, which is Mind of a Mentor. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the name. That's great. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about the mission of your personal podcast. So Mind of a Mentor, we tell a woman's heroic journey. 
We all have a heroic journey. So it's a little similar to what we're doing right now. So I interview a woman and I ask her to take me through her life. What were you like as a young woman? What were you interested in? Tell me about any obstacles or issues that you encountered. Did you overcome them? How did you overcome them? What tips do you have to the, for the audience who may be going through the same thing that you're going through? And then I have them finish up with what they're doing now. The net takeaway I want my listeners to have, and I hope they have, is if she can do it, then I can do it. That's right. See it to be it. Exactly. <laughs> so critically right. important. Yeah, right. absolutely. Well, that's wonderful. And just as we close up, I'd like to just get to know you a little bit more. So sure. Questions in our speed round. So we Alrighty. want to know a little bit about what makes you tick inside. So what does mm -hmm. your morning routine look like? Coffee first. Coffee, coffee, coffee. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Can't live without it. You know, I have to admit I'm a little bit of a news junkie. I am. I'm a, such a nerd. So a little bit of like catching up on the news and then I get right into it. You know, I go and look at, did we get podcast applications? And, you know, I have to go through that process and listen to the podcasts. I then always go online every day to look and see if there's any more research, you know, interesting articles out about podcasting that I can share with my team. So what I try to do is take the morning between like, let's just say eight and noon and not really book any meetings. This is my time that I invest in my business by doing the research, sharing the information, coming up with you know, changes and recommendations that I want to make. You know, in some ways I'm a morning person, but I can't do an interview at like 10 o'clock. Doesn't work for me. That I can do in the afternoon. So that's really my morning. That's my routine. Like introspection a little bit. Yeah, no, that's great. I love that taking time to work, you know, on your business, you know, rather than just in it all the time. Right. Um, so what are you currently reading or listening to? Well, let's see. I have 400 podcasts <laughs> on ASA. So, so if you'd like the full list, we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much in any given day, I'll pop and listen to an episode here and there. It's not that I could possibly recommend one over the other. They're like my children. Um, <laughs> there are members. But that keeps me pretty busy. And then when I really, really, really need downtime, I'm a like thriller mystery fanatic. Love that. I am yep. too. Like people always say, oh, you must read so many business books and do it. I'm like, oh God, no. When I read, I read whatever fiction. How can I pull the plug for just a minute? <laughs> yeah. Which is great. So what's one thing you can't live without? Coffee. <laughs> See, I would say wine, but. <laughs> I would say coffee chocolate and wine <laughs> and of course my family my kids blah 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 yeah, but blah blah, blah. Yeah, coffee yeah, right, chocolate right. wine I exactly hear you. Yeah. right 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 <laughs> i'm with you and what's one piece of advice that you would give your younger self now that you have all this great experience mm -hmm. this is probably pretty consistent with other people i rushed through things i always wanted to like get it done get it finished and I don't think I spent enough time in the moment, like yep. really enjoying myself or absorbing what I was doing. It was more like very task-oriented, get it done. And I think I missed out on that whole emotional experience of what I was doing. So I would say to my younger self, slow down, take a pause, try to take in what you're doing and appreciate it. That's what I would say. That's great advice. So if our listeners want to find out more about podcasting, about what you do, you mm -hmm. know, who, who's in your network, how can they find you? So a couple of things, they can go on asacollective.com 
www.thelaughingbrook.com. That's our content site. That's probably the best way to get a good sense of our network if you're just interested in learning about it. If you are a podcaster, a woman podcaster with a small to mid-size podcast, then go to joinasa.com. And that's our platform where we talk a little bit more about ASA itself, and the application is connected to it. And when you say small to midsize, what does that look like? My avatar, as we say, is a woman who is very successful, you know, in anything that she's doing. She may have a small business, she may be product-based, she may be a consultant, a coach, and she's built a following. And then she decides, oh, podcasting, this is cool, let me try it. So she's just about to launch into her podcasting career, or she just recently launched into her podcasting career. So obviously her numbers are not going to be huge, but this is a very high potential person. So this is the woman I'm looking for. That's a great way to describe her. And I'm sure that there are lots of them out there listening today. So thank you so much for sharing so openly and, you know, love what you're doing for women in your business. And I'm going to check out your Mind of a Mentor podcast. That sounds fascinating. So thank you um, so much. Yes. Appreciate all that you're doing and appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It was really an honor. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the See It To Be It podcast. For more female empowerment, inspiration, and advice, subscribe to our free weekly newsletter featuring a new woman to watch each week and check out over a thousand more featured women at onthedotwoman.com. Know someone we need to feature? Reach out at onthedotwoman on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.